We keep on marching through our fall championships, and today we will preview our boys' soccer championships. Joining me today is Marty Marsh, Assistant Executive Director in charge of the sport of soccer. Welcome. Thank you. And Craig Long, our CFO-COO, is here with us as well. Thank you. Craig's here. We Usually it's just the sport exec and me talking about the championship. We're going to talk with soccer, not that we couldn't have talked about it with other sports, but today we're going to talk a little bit about the venue and how we ended up at that venue. And so that's why Craig's joining us today. But Marty, can you give us some of the details on boys' soccer championships in 2023? Right. The boys' soccer state championships are Friday, November 17th, and Saturday, November the 18th. It's two great days of soccer, intense soccer, and and a great venue, as we're getting ready to talk about, really in in what is considered uh, one of the hotbeds for soccer, certainly in the state, but nationally. It is a a great venue and, and great community to be supporting that. And the venue is? Worldwide Technology Soccer Park in Fenton, Missouri. It has a long history, storied history of great soccer being at it, and just turf fields and just very spectator friendly and just a great venue to house this event. Fenton is part of the greater St. Louis area. St. Louis has a very large metropolitan area and Worldwide Technology Soccer Park is very close to the center of St. Louis. We're deep into St. Louis at that location, really kind of 270 and I-44 is very close to where we are for soccer. And as you said, it's a hotbed of soccer. St. Louis is a soccer town. There's a lot of soccer interest in the state of Missouri. First of all, there are a lot of people in St. Louis, and that city has, for many, many years, been very interested in the sport of soccer. So I'm going to use that to segue to Craig, and we'll come back a little bit to qualifying and classifications and those kinds of things. We've been at Worldwide Technology Soccer Park under that name for a few years. But Craig, maybe talk to us a little bit about our recent history, maybe the last 10 or 15 years, and maybe beyond, about where we've hosted our soccer championships. And the soccer championships will be another good example of changes that we have had to make periodically for circumstances that were completely outside of what we have any control over. We had our 68 and 69 championships at Normandy High School in St. Louis. Since that time, we had a stop at St. Louis University, O'Fallon Tech High School in the early 70s. Washington University, Lindenwood College in St. Louis hosted uh, quite a few years back in the 70s and 80s. But generally, since about 1986, we have been at the St. Louis Soccer Park. At that time, it was called St. Louis Soccer Park Fenton. At one point, it was purchased and became known as the Anheuser-Busch Conference and Sports Center. And it stayed that way for quite some time. In the 2009-2010 time frame when InBev purchased Anheuser-Busch, that began a sequence of ownership changes in the soccer park. And ultimately, through some of those transitions, we found ourselves in a position during the bidding process that we had to look for a new home. And at that time, the Blue Springs School District stepped up, gave us an opportunity that we couldn't refuse with their high school fields. And so we were in Blue Springs from 2011-2015 for the Boys and Girls Championships. After our stay there in Blue Springs, we returned back to the soccer park in Fenton for several years with the boys. The girls spent three years in Swoop Soccer Village in Kansas City, who took really good care of us. But as Jen mentioned, with the change uh, now known as Worldwide Technology Soccer Park, we've been back in St. Louis since 2020 for the boys and 2021 for the girls. You listed a lot of venues there. 
there's only one that wasn't in the in the greater St. Louis area. That is correct. And so I made you know kind of an offhanded comment. You know, it's a soccer mecca in St. Louis. There was a time in our membership that almost no one else was playing soccer except for our schools in St. Louis. Oh, absolutely. Um, and therefore, it's the birthplace of soccer, high school soccer in the state of Missouri. And saying. Anything like birthplace with anything American in the sport of soccer is kind of silly. But if we're going to talk about high school soccer for Misha, it started in St. Louis for us. And so let's talk about that because the economic impact of the impact of soccer on the city of St. Louis and the greater St. Louis area. And you have to be careful when you say the city of St. Louis because it's the only area in our state that is not encompassed by a county. City of St. Louis proper, and then outside of that is St. Louis County. So try to be careful about talking about the greater St. Louis area, because we do play our championships in St. Louis County, and it's all one area, but that distinction, that political distinction, is kind of unique to that area. So let's talk about the economic impact of hosting championships anywhere but St. Louis. Let's talk about that. Well, and there there were a couple of things that we learned as we went through that transition away from the St. Louis area. Our soccer community very much did not like playing soccer on a football field, even though they were fantastic facilities marked for soccer. The soccer community, the traditionalists, wanted to be on a soccer field. The other thing you notice, and it's not just soccer, with our championships, because we are so heavily the number of schools east side of the state, largely in the St. Louis metropolitan area, but in many of our brackets, in all of our championships, it's not uncommon to have two St. Louis area schools because they may be representing the Northeast Geographic, the Southeast Geographic as well. We do see an attendance bump just because we tend to have St. Louis schools playing against each other. These kids have played ball with and against each other their whole lives. Now they're playing their high school careers. So that does have a big impact on the crowds at those championships. You know, when we're out state, we'll see four or 5,000 people that will come to a championship, boys or girls. When we get to the St. Louis area, those numbers could bump up to 11, 12, 13,000, largely because multiple schools in the area that are competing and they have grown up playing ball together. So we're in St. Louis and we moved to, you kind of talk through it and around it, but you've got some data about what happened when we moved away from St. Louis. And since we're in the fall and we're talking boys, it was especially prevalent in boys. So let's talk about the data because I think our listeners may be interested in these numbers. Well, we generally see, again, if we're out state, and it's the same in all of our sports, they have a personality because the same size and types of crowds follow their school throughout the playoffs. We saw the same thing at baseball. This is quite a segue, but this past spring, baseball championships in southwest Missouri, the way the brackets worked out, we had three or four southwest schools that qualified. Makes it more convenient. We had our largest crowds ever. We see that as a matter of routine when we have championships in the St. Louis area again because of the number of schools that are participating and the the people that follow it. But our attendance has tripled moving back to the St. Louis area, especially for the boys' soccer. In the soccer park, arrangements every time you do a bid are different depending on the venue and what is offered to you. But in our particular case with the soccer park in St. Louis, it's a revenue share. So the larger the crowds we see, the more we benefit. Naturally, the larger crowds that are there, the more burden there is on the facility to manage the event, and they benefit as well. We have multiple parts of the state that have very nice facilities to participate in the proposal process. The attendances generally are not a primary factor in how we decide where to place an event. All things being equal, that is something we consider, but it is not a driving factor. We just recently went through our current cycle for our next five years, had multiple proposals. We will be staying at the St. Louis Soccer Park through the 29-30 school year for the soccer championships. 
But again, we have other parts of the state that are making tremendous investments in their soccer infrastructure or great soccer communities. Just for the current cycle, we selected to stay at the soccer park. Yeah, we looked at proposals from Columbia and Springfield. Both were very attractive proposals. And ultimately, the association, the board of directors made the decision to stay in St. Louis. So we've talked about high population in St. Louis, a lot of people there. They're a city that loves their soccer. And also, they have a large number of schools. And it may seem like, well, that is a an obvious statement. They have so many people there. They're going to have a lot of students that need to be educated. St. Louis is unique in its number of private and parochial schools. They have tremendously more private and parochial high schools than, say, our other large urban center, which is in Kansas City. It's not even close. So as we talk about the possibility, because you might say we obviously are going to have maybe two schools out of Kansas City. You know, all your final fours are going to be two Kansas City, two St. Louis, if that's how that works. Well, it's actually not that way. Because there are not as many schools in Kansas City, they're serving a large number of students, but they have many more larger schools in Kansas City because they don't have this concentration of parochial schools. I was told once, I'm going to say this on a podcast, and it probably is not right. This has been 25, 26 years since I was told this, but I was told once that St. Louis has more parochial schools per capita than any city in the world. And I tend to believe it because they have so many. And Almost all of them are our members. So you end up with a concentration of just schools. And however the classification, they're all over the place with size. So we end up with a lot of schools out of that area. So it is very common to have two schools out of St. Louis area in the final four in any given sport, but most especially in soccer. And they also have several single gender schools, which is fairly rare. And so when we get into finals, and I'm going to shift back to you, Marty, we've got boys soccer final four coming up here in a bit, and we're pretty much guaranteed we're going to have two St. Louis schools in the final four in at least our two largest classes, third and fourth, just because of the way that the brackets come out. Tell us about the format of the tournament and how does that translate when we're talking about crowds and dealing with parking and traffic and those kinds of things when we talk about the management of these semifinals on Friday. You know, certainly when you have two St. Louis schools competing against each other in in the semifinals, you're going to have large crowds on semifinal day. And uh, then if you have them competing against each other in either the championship or the third place game, you're going to have it on that Saturday. So, you know, it really depends on how the brackets that particular year. And there is a formula for that. It's not just arbitrary decision. There is a formula for how those brackets are set up. But how those brackets are set up largely determine who's there in the final four. You know, an interesting comment that I was going to add to our conversation. I just got through finishing drafting soccer officials. And interestingly enough, approximately 50% of the registered officials we have in the sport of soccer come from the St. Louis geographic area. And so, you know, when we look at assigning officials to quarterfinal games and to the Final Four, you're going to have a larger portion of officials from the St. Louis area than you are from outstate Missouri, simply because there is that 50% ratio there, and you, and you have to do that. And so, you know, we work extremely hard. I work with our soccer observers who we have 
dispersed throughout the state, and and we work really hard at ensuring there's equal representation on each of the games. When a team walks onto the field, either A, they don't see people they've seen all year long as the officials, and or B, there's a familiar face that they're accustomed to seeing. And, and, you know, that's certainly an honor for those soccer officials to be drafted and selected for the state championships as well. We've been heavy St. Louis in the first parts of this episode. However, it's an explainer. We're trying to always educate. So when people say, why are we always driving over to St. Louis for soccer? Well, this is why. And that's not to say that the next time we put out a proposal, a different decision would be made, but that's where we are right now. So the 2023 Boys Tournament, one of the advantages at being at the Worldwide Technology Soccer Park is two turfed championship fields and we do run two fields. We have four classes in boys soccer, and we're going to schedule those games on the semifinal day so that we're a little bit staggered. We're going to have the two smaller school classes on one field, the two larger school classes on another field. We're going to put those semifinals back to back, and we'll go into the night with those games. Then tell us how the Saturday is our trophy game day, and tell us how that works, Marty. Right. So on, on Saturday morning, we will start out with Class 1, and championship games are always on the main field. Third place games then are played on field two. And so we will start off with class one, then we will go to class three, and then we will come back to class two and finish the night with class four. And that is simply the way that those games are staggered on Friday. So every team is getting approximately equal amount of rest, and uh, they're playing routinely at at approximately the same time. So... uh, You know, there is thought and consideration put into that, and, you know, all of that is after two solid weeks of play leading up to that Final Four. You know, we we have our districts that start on the 28th of October, and a change this year, districts traditionally have been a Saturday to a Saturday. This year, it's a Saturday to a Tuesday. We've elongated that period, so it's a Saturday to a week from Tuesday. And then we have the quarterfinals on November the 11th, and then your championships on the 17th and 18th of November. And if you've been listening to the podcast, we talked a little bit in the volleyball episode, I believe, where we were talking about the kind of the impact of the new classification system and the fact that our classifications, the number of school perfect classification went necessarily down because of that new system. And when we did that, we didn't need as many games to get to the final two. And so in many of our sports, maybe not all classifications, but in most, I think in in soccer, it works for all classifications. We don't need a sectional round anymore. So we're having nice full districts, seven and 18 districts. We're coming out of districts and we have a quarterfinal game and then we're at the final site in the final four. So soccer is another one of those that has that. And we've already kind of talked about, because of our geographic representation, we're generally going to see two St. Louis area teams in all of those classes, usually, and then two from other parts of the state. So you've talked about officials. We've talked about the soccer park. Anything else we want to add about our championships? I don't believe so. Just looking forward to having everyone out and and watching two great days of soccer. Okay. We covered a lot in a little bit of time here. Keep in mind, soccer championships, November 17th and 18th, Worldwide Technology Soccer Park in Fenton, Missouri, in St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks to both of you for joining us today, and you've been listening to the Misha All Access Podcast. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstead, the Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Thank you for listening to the Misha All Access Podcast and having an interest in Missouri high school activities and athletics. 
If you enjoyed today's episode of the Misha All Access podcast or any of the episodes in this podcast, please consider subscribing or liking with your favorite podcast provider. It helps other people find us, and we really appreciate you listening and supporting the Missouri State High School Activities Association.